Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices, because our, go- our bosses would never allow us to bring you our unfiltered Whatever views it takes, on stocks. Whatever ladies and gentlemen. Our unvarnished, unfiltered, unedited views on stocks. Candid every week, views as well. Because every week we get together, we uh, share a, a beverage or two, and look for ideas in that week's Value Line Investment Survey. But before we talk about that, we want to remind everybody that this is for entertainment purposes only. And, uh, we and may, may not be entertaining. We may own all the stocks that we're talking about or have other uh, vested interests in how they, uh, how they do, besides obviously wanting to be right. And um, you really have to also deal with the very stark truth that we may know nothing about what we're talking about. I know can, very little this week. You can often tell when that's the case. Uh, but, uh, you know, we always give it our best shot. Uh, to learn more about us, please visit our website, www.thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, I'm going to come back and talk about eBay and a couple other software stocks that may not be household names. But first, I'm going to turn the show over to my trusted and significantly elder and less young colleague, Thank you, Val Hughes. Thank you very much, Vern. Thank you. This is where I'm going to insert the applause right here because that was such a heartfelt introduction. Uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather I this week. I know. Winter is on us. I've been traveling. I think someone on a plane had a cold, and now I have it, and I'm not happy. And I'm taking names, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I'm also a little upset because of the stock market. I don't know if any of our listeners are interested in the stock market. See, that would be the, number one on my stock market, but, yeah, uh, bothered list. There's a stock market. We work in it. Uh, this is my, uh, I guess, 28th year At least temporarily. in the business, and hopefully not my last year. But uh, it's pretty bumpy out there. As you know, I have a, a small cap value portfolio. I put all my best picks on the website, www.thevalueguys.com, and then there's a button for Val's best picks. It's entirely red, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, that makes me a little a little cranky. In addition and if I had a list there, it would be the same as well. Oh, probably. Except for maybe one or two green ones. Probably. You would not have any green ones, my friend. Uh, now, so we talked last week about going to needs, not wants, as uh, consumers hunker down here. And I've been studying the stats. You know, this market's starting to feel like it, it bypassed 1973-74. So we're in this little, you know, it's a, it's a little bit worse than then. Uh, obviously, we've had some big pullbacks in commodity prices, so we're going to get some inflationary relief. People are worried about deflation, but you can't get deflation. You just print more money if you have concerns about deflation, and you offset it with a little inflation. So. I think we're just going through a little uh, correction here in terms of demand falling everywhere, a little excess supply. That's going to work its way through by prices falling. That's just economics. So um, it probably will be a worse recession than we thought, but it will end. And so uh, I've turned my attention during this time to basically things you need, and if you want it, you're going to not get it now. You're going to postpone it. So but here's, uh, some, here's some free advice in the short term, manage for cash, because – um, the the it's not so why much, would you do that? It's Bert? not so much the average of the next two or three years that might kill manage you. for cash. What yeah. are you talking about? Liquidity. If you need the money in ten years, you don't need liquidity. I'm Let's not, say I'm you have a about bond. The companies. Oh, companies. I'm, I'm talking the about inv- the investors, the, the We're listeners. About two different things. Well, I, I thought was, I was talking. I had a complimentary comment. All right, thank you. Uh, so uh, needs not wants. This week, I'm going to start out with uh, your favorite and mine. 
Microsoft, MSFT. Now, no one's traditionally been a fan of Microsoft, but I, I sort of secretly have, and that's because they created a monopoly uh, by empowering everyone to be more productive with something that costs about a hundred bucks and I think that's real impressive now they did get a lot of power because of that but just like if you were getting a royalty for inventing the English language you would have a lot of detractors because they don't like that toll gate these guys have an enormous toll gate they're like a utility but they're a utility that earns 43 percent on capital instead of the 8 percent that they would allow you to earn if you had to go before the utility commission so it's brilliant and I respect that. Now, in addition to that utility, which will grow with pricing, pricing above inflation, they're smart enough to do that, and also unit growth. You still have places and nooks and crannies that don't have a device with a Windows product on it, so that's going to continue to advance. Meantime, well, there's more and more platforms for yeah, exactly. Windows so product. Their mobile product and all that. The automobile. Uh, exactly. Check back the yeah, space next please. year. Please, there's millions of those coming as well. Um, and uh, But also they've got a couple of growth areas, you know, video games, search. These are things that aren't that evolved. They've got the Xbox 360, which is a Trojan horse to being sort of a media center, and uh, that's proven to be very successful. The Halo game, one of the best video games. I noticed the other day that Take Two, the Grand Theft Auto game that listeners have heard me talk about, they just came out with something for the spring where you'll be able to download an episode into your uh, existing game and play that character in a new episode you haven't played before as sort of a subscription service. And, of course, if they do that and it works, Halo's going to oh come along. Goodness. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the video game, so I like that element of Microsoft. Ultimately, you know, this thing's about making money and valuation. So, uh, you know, I could get into a little bit of information here, I guess. They earn 40% returns on capital with no debt. They have $20 billion in cash. What did they do, write off half the capital base at one point or something? Uh, no, they never did. They've no, never these written, are just monopoly profits. This is just monopoly profits. That's you know, you're basically sending a box to people that has stuff you already invented on a piece of plastic, and they pay 100 bucks, or you send it through the Internet uh, for free, and they pay 100 bucks. I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's sort, of like the, um, it's sort of like the cola of the business world. Well, no, the distribution costs are free. That's the beauty of this whole thing. Good point. You have perceived value, no cost of distribution, uh, so it's beautiful. Value line says they're going to continue to grow at 15%, and then I like a little ratio I call enterprise value to EBITDA, and so do the other 2 billion people that use it. But basically, with a value line, which is what I'm looking at right now, you can calculate that. Over on the left, $190 billion market cap, that's equity times shares, plus debt and they don't have a lot I mean they have two billion but I guess if you have 20 billion in cash it's not a lot and so I have 140 billion in enterprise value when I subtract out the 20 billion in cash there's roughly uh, what uh, 40 percent operating margins times 60 billion that's 24 billion and I'm at something like a seven or eight times EBITDA, which I'm going to flip over and look at a margin and say it's 12 to 14 percent return on my cash, and then I get 15 percent growth. So at these valuations, that looks like about a 30 percent return on Microsoft. They're paying a little dividend, but so what? Although a couple of years ago they paid a giant one, and they may announce that at any time. They've got 20 billion in cash. They could pay every shareholder uh, two bucks. Well, I guess that's not giant, but uh, in any case. Cheap utility plus growth, Microsoft. Next up, SEI Investments, page 2611 in this week's value line. I like to give the page number. 
Um, Thank yeah. goodness what for that. What do they do? What do they do? SCI, uh, and this is going to seem counter-cyclical, everyone, so a little contrary in here. Mm. Yeah, which I don't generally like to do. Do I? Maybe what does I that mean exactly? It means I'm going to do the opposite of what appears to make sense. No, I okay. mean, what, please tell the... <laughs> Uh, listening audience, what 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 is counter cyclical means? It means counter to the cycle, Vern, to the business cycle. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Good. Ah, uh, where was I here? All right. Most people are SCI, going left. They're SCI. Going right. What? What? Nothing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're just uh, you're just confusing me now. I'm just trying to give the people some information about SCI. They are one of the largest uh, comprehensive software product and processing services for trusts investment programs covering diversified investment strategies to institutional and high net worth markets. So that's what I mean by the uh, counterintuitive. That's a mouthful. Uh, 30% of their business is to private banks, uh, 19% to investment advisors, 15% to money managers, which I think is the same. Uh, it looks like AP West, Alfred P. West, the CEO, he owns 18% of it. So, uh, you know, the big owner is running it, and I like seeing that. Uh, they've got almost no debt, which I like during these times, and it seems to be a need. Even though the market has crushed this thing, it's gone from 33 and 07 to 13 today. Uh, this is Friday, so it's down a lot. Uh, and yet, uh, I think ultimately the demographics of wealth and population and individuals needing help with these sorts of things is going to continue to grow, even if right now people think no one's ever going to buy another one of these things. I know. I want more of Yeah, that. everyone does. You can't help it. It's demographics. Uh, and they have put up good returns, so it's a well-run business, 20% returns on capital, unlevered. They've got 40% operating margins. This wow! These are Microsoft-type margins. That's amazing! <laughs> it is. They have a monopoly, kind of, in what they're doing. I'll call it an oligopoly. And on an enterprise value to EBITDA basis, they got, uh, let's see, $2.8 billion in enterprise value. And uh, what? Forty-three percent times a billion three is what? Five hundred million or something like that. So it's about five and a half times EBITDA. That's eighteen percent cash on cash. In other words, if we bought the whole company, all the stock, all the debt, and we got the pre-tax income plus interest because we don't have to pay it now because we own the debt, you'd be earning an eighteen percent return, and that's pretty good. Plus, according to Value Line, you're going to grow ten percent. That might be low. Who knows? Um, According to Value Line, there is some uh, near-term bad stuff happening in terms of decreasing revenues. I mean, the entire so it might be high also. Well, the the stock's off a lot, but the entire you know c corporate base of American companies is going to be down next year, and these guys are going to be no stranger to that. But I don't think they're going to lose a lot of customers because people need this stuff, or you have to turn off, you know, and that's a problem for people. Uh, what else can I tell you here? Uh, according to Value Line, the stock's valuation is less than its current historical value or historical average. So we knew that. And uh, the next three to five year outlook remains favorable, which I agree. So it looks like about a high 20s percent returner right now. So, what are, you, so what are your turnoffs? My turnoffs mm -hmm. to this stock? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Never mind. What I don't like about it is that it's. Uh, you know, it's something that the market's not going to turn around, you know, valuation for a while. You have to see yeah, positive probably. comparisons, and that could be well, a but year a value away. investor can wait. We can wait. No problem. Uh, finally, SPSS, Inc. Because we're looking for big returns. Well, you know, right. reason – what? Good returns, I'd say. Okay. From here, I think you might get some decent returns. SPSS, page 2612. 
Uh, what do these guys do? Another, I'll say need, not a want. They do predictive analytics software and solutions worldwide. So this is computer software that helps you figure out what your customers are apt to do. And I think in an environment where you have to, you know, you can't afford people, you're going to replace some of the intelligence of your firm with software. And if this helps you figure out which market to go to instead of you know, the wrong one or how many salespeople to have instead of too many or those sorts of questions, it's a high payback item. Uh, the returns here aren't quite as good as, uh, you know, SEI or Microsoft. They do have competition. There are other stats guys out there. Uh, but they are putting up mid-20s return, uh, operating margin rather, uh, mid-teens return on equity, and I do like that. And they have a maintenance business. <coughs> Excuse me. The most compelling thing about it is the valuation. It's four times EBITDA. That's a 25% return cash on cash. Stock was 48 last year. It's 23 now. Uh, the balance sheet is, you know, only so-so, 40% debt to cap, so mm. I'm not a giant fan That's of that. That's cheap. And... Uh, you know, I, I think that you've got some time on this one. But it is intriguing from the point of view of adding a lot of value. You see that in the high operating margin. And I think they do quite likely have an opportunity to improve their returns on capital. They have shown a willingness to buy back stock, and that's probably the, you know, the best way to do it with their excess cash flow. Uh, there's no yield here, so frankly, I think, you know, they could pay a dividend. That would help their returns as well. They have a chunk of cash, $300 million, and there's 17 million shares outstanding, so that's you know 15 bucks a share in cash. Um, <coughs> they have 150 million in debt, so seven bucks a share in debt, eight bucks free or net cash, and uh, that's you know that's very safe, but it's also bogging down their returns on capital. That's one reason they're a little depressed. So they should be able to get those to work in some way at some point. But um, you know I like it. SPSS hmm. page 2612, and hmm. with that, Vern. Uh, listen, it's been a great, it's been a great uh, 15 minutes. First I just half want to of the turn show, the show over I, to was you. Very now. exciting yeah. for me as well. Beverage break. Here you go. Here's to you and your Thank your you. half of the show. Mm. Good luck during it. Is it beginning now? Yeah. Go and ahead then. and start it up. Thank you for there that. You That's I'm, quite a quite the introduction. Pleasure. And thanks for the ride today. Not. Thanks for the ride over. Here. Uh, my, I think I mentioned this in the introduction originally. My first stock today is eBay which I'm not – I'm used to looking at every time it comes up in, in Value Line because it's a, you know, it's a brand, a name brand that we're all very familiar with. And it always looks uh, much too expensive for a value investor. But uh, right now, it's yeah, it's down a lot, a lot. And I'm not exactly sure why so much when I can think of at least one reason in a tougher economy for – some pieces of their business to improve. And I'm, by that, I'm thinking that, you know, people may increasingly look to uh, monetize certain kinds of assets in a tougher uh, economic environment. And uh, eBay's, a, you know, it's the common man's uh, flea market. It's Well, everyone's basement is now, you, you know, a potential asset for those people. Oh, sure. There you go. Uh, value line showing the, uh, the stock price. The symbol here is eBay, E-B-A-Y. Um, shows 13. The stock actually closed today at 12. And there's about $3 in net cash. And the, that's the other thing I love about this uh, uh, right now at the $12 level is there's no debt. There's uh, the $3 in net cash. Uh, the last time the stock traded at, at this kind of level, $12, was 2002. 
when there was $1 of revenue per share of stock. Uh, today, that number is about $7 uh, per share of revenue. The company is significantly larger. Yes, profitability has come down over time. Who knows if it really will stabilize here or not, but we're talking about the numbers here are still north of 30% operating margins, returning better than 15% on capital, and you know, under 10 times earnings, the stock down 70% in the last year off of highs last year or more than the market by a significant margin. Um, solid performance in the third quarter, according to Value Line, and I like, uh, I like what, value, uh, what eBay's been doing to broaden the platform. They own StubHub. I don't know if you've used the service, yeah, but I yeah, endorse I it because uh, I think they do a fine yeah, job. I used to cover this years ago. Is, yeah. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah. And uh, yeah. PayPal, has, uh, PayPal has been a success story, and according to Value Line, Skype is even adding registered users and that they're running uh, higher, uh, significantly higher revenue there. They kind of overpaid um, for that. I, yeah, of course they did. But uh, It's free on Yahoo. Uh, strategic, yeah, strategic assets in this industry always, uh, you know, always end up overpaying for them. Um, so they're in a variety of different businesses now besides just the uh, traditional auction business. Uh, about six and a half times um, the enterprise value, uh, in other words, the Equity market capitalization minus the three billion of uh, of uh, cash on the balance sheet gives me about a six to six and a half times EBITDA uh, multiple. What do they, they say which, the growth rate's going to be? Over they there. say the growth rates are going to be in the low teens. Uh, yeah, earnings twelve, that. cash flow thirteen percent. Because a lot of stuff started moving on their site that's not an auction. That's you know uh, low end uh, small business computers and things that you know this the is, industry needs to move. At this price level, you're talking about six times gross cash flow with not not immaterial, but really relatively small capital spending requirements. So according to Value Line, looks like you should be looking at a dollar and a half of free cash flow. With a twelve-dollar stock, I mean, unless if there I'm doing big, my math correctly, that's no, six I think that's times. right. It, it's it's very attractive. Or, there I'm is sorry, one big times, risk. One big risk with eBay. Please share it with our well, listeners. Well, it's uh, it's the liability for counterfeit goods that are yes. shipped through the mail, and yes, state by state, issue. right? And it's a state by state issue. There's not a federal uh, law that can oversee it, oh. so they're having to deal with each state. And in some states, I think. You know, they may be All thinking right. eBay's slot. But uh, stock traded between $17 and $60 for five years, and now it's 12 Yeah, I don't think the states win on that. I think uh, eBay wins. I, I think it's adequately discounted at this point from what I can tell. So it's like the market's value uh, pricing in a collapse in cash flow here since there's no balance sheet risk, and I'm not sure why. But I think you've got to take a look at eBay, E-B-A-Y. Uh, second stock. Now, these these other two, these are names that are not as familiar to me. But as I went through the uh, list of software companies, which is usually what uh, I find in this issue, because I'm not a big bank, I'm not real good on banks. And oh, right now, I mean, who who really knows what bank to? Wish we had a bank expert that we, we could bring get in. We got to get a bank sometime. expert on this. Yeah, we'll work on that. Anyway. Um, we keep telling the bank expert he's going to come on. I went on, through the, uh, went through the uh, computer software and services uh, segment. Sorry, man. There's a Good lot job. of businesses there that are d really dependent on um, 
Well, IT capital spending, if you will, in the corporate world, that means ultimately corporate profits, which are going to be under tremendous pressure near term. So difficult unless you have, you know, an urgent need. It's easy to defer this kind of business, and I think that has something to do with why you've seen the stock prices collapse across the sector in most cases. And and so I look for businesses where I think you depend either a little less on true commercial corporate private enterprise demand, a little more on public sector spending. What does their uh, software do? I'm sorry, and, I wasn't And listening. where I serve, you know, a dramatic emerging need that might create some real uh, tremendous growth opportunity. And it's the latter case, really, for Blue Coat Systems, which is my first of the two. Value Line just lowered their rating on this uh, to four. Symbol is BCSI, Blue Coat Systems, Inc., I guess. Yeah. And they design, develop, market, and this is not to be confused with Red Hat, this is blue coat. Well, they certainly don't go together. Uh, right. Well, know. it depends on if – never mind. They design, develop, market, and support secure proxy appliances that are specifically designed or purpose-built to serve as a point of control and integration for multiple web security functions. Basically, if you're mm. going to have security on a network – and you've got lots of different applications and lots of different locations and lots of underlying systems. I need something to coordinate my security, and uh, that's what Blue Coat does. It throws a, I think, a, it's probably a Star Trek term, but Blue Coat over everything or something. They don't seem to generate very high returns there, Vern. Just curious. Return on capital, yeah. um, when the company was under $100 million in revenue, uh, struggled to get to uh, 8% because they had $66 million of yeah, shareholders' okay. equity. Whatever. So they what, raised what a lot of those, cash. What uh, about those margins, those low operating margins? These low operating margins, yeah. at that time, they were around 6 7%. What current time? Now they're 10 to 12%. It sounds like it's a commodity. They probably have to compete with a lot this of This is guys. a brand-new company. They, they only had – the first time they got above $100 million in revenue was 2005. They were $300 million in 2007. Value line says 470 in the April 08 year. I guess if you say it's okay, it just strikes me that it's perhaps a little. I think risky. you're just being contentious to I'm entertain just trying, yourself. No, I'm just trying to point out something. It's got a low return on capital, low operating margin. It also has a low price. Value line shows uh, the stock around commodity. just over $10. Actually closed today at about eight and a quarter, about 16 and a half times earnings, which value line puts at about. Somewhere between fifty cents and a dollar fifteen, depending on whether you're looking at oh eight or oh nine. Microsoft's cheaper than that. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anybody any chance that Microsoft's gonna get bought by anyone? Yes, there is. Uh Yes, there is. Uh Uh-huh. This stock's down more than eighty percent off of its high last year, above fifty dollars. Right now you can buy it between five and eight times cash flow with de minimis capital spending. It does have a strong growth profile. Earlier this year, they bought a business called Packeteer, a cash acquisition. Probably has something to do with why the stock is down 80%. But now that we've gotten our frustration out over the high valuation they paid or whatever the market's problem is with that, let's focus on the fact that now you've taken two significant players in network security and combined their capabilities, and they are moving into wide area network applications. I hope that works out for them. I so I, I do as well. But if it does, they're going to have they're going to ride a uh, they're going to ride a, hmm. uh, a a tidal wave of growth oh. over the next uh, 
hmm. uh, 10 years probably. All right. Um, and I don't, I'm not an expert on these systems, so certainly do a little more homework than I am. But insiders apparently agree, agree in uh, two of the last four months shown by value line on the insider decision chart, they show buyers. Hmm. Uh, okay. Equity market cap three hundred and seventy five million. I have seventy five million dollars of debt. Ooh, is can the company support that? Do I need to worry about it? No, not really. There's zero coupon notes. In other words, folks, that means you don't actually pay any interest and you uh just simply have to pay off the total amount of the um uh growing principal balance in twenty thirteen. So hmm. I have seventy five million dollars of cash to support this roughly $500 million business with no debt in terms of, uh, you know, any kind of constraint on cash flow. Um, the combined total of the two gives me $450 million enterprise value minus the $75 million of cash takes me back down to three seventy-five. Um, and at 375 I've got between 30 and $60 million of EBITDA, depending on which number you believe. Uh, between the 08 and the 09 numbers that Value Line is projecting, and that gives me something like seven to 11 times for a uh, early stage play on what could be a very rapidly growing sector over the next few years, uh, wide area network security. Hmm. So take a look at BCSI, Blue Coat Systems. Now, hmm. more uh, more appealing from a valuation standpoint, and to the uh, the first thesis that we had for the space, which is high uh, government. Uh, public sector spending, I've got a company called SRA International, symbol SRX, also rated four, also because the stock has completely fallen out of bed. This one traded above $30 uh, within the last 12, 13 months, recently at 13, now closed today at 14. Value line has 13. Other investors apparently seeing value down here. The stock down more than 50%, but really not much worse than market. Trades around a market multiple, about eight times cash flow, 10 times free with not much capital spending, and has been growing rapidly, 600, 800, billion two, billion three, billion five, billion six revenue in 09 is what's being forecast. Um, they are in three major markets. This is IT services, in uh, three major markets, national security, including defense and homeland security, which is attracting a lot of money, of course, civil government, and public health. And I think if there's one thing we can count on in the new administration in Washington is we're going to see more public finances thrown at the public health sector. Uh, their service offerings include strategic consulting, system design, development, outsourcing, operations management. They also do some uh, other things, including disaster recovery and disaster response planning, uh, based in Fairfax, Virginia, near Washington, D.C. Uh, stock down, sluggish economy, reduced budgets for IT by government agencies and corporations. They've cut their estimates. That has something to do with why the stock's been crushed. I calculate $725 million plus $150 million of debt, minus, we'll say, $50 million of uh, cash on the balance sheet, uh, gives me an enterprise value of about $825 million. I've got $60 million of EBITDA. I'm sorry, $160 million of EBITDA. So five to six times on a multiple basis. So it looks cheap for what has been at least very strongly, uh, strong performing business. Uh, I'm looking at return on capital, 9 to 12 range, uh, they appear to be very well capitalized. Like I say, 18% debt to cap, $150 million of uh, debt with still $94 million of cash on the balance sheet from whenever they raised that. Well, it looks like it was last year or earlier this year in 2008. 
Um, so looks pretty stable. Take a look at SRA International. I'd say my favorite idea this week I'm going to go back to is actually eBay, which looks like it's just priced like a pedestrian business with some major short-term problems, and I see no balance sheet risk hmm. and a cash-rich business. So, I like that uh, What do you like? Uh, my favorite this week, you know, Microsoft is an easy one. You can just put that away. But I think if you want to, you know, get involved with something that can really do well, SEIC has been crushed here and it's going to come back. Right, Bye, so everyone. Bye, everybody.